I think most of you know that once upon a time, I worked at the Schnooks right across the highway here. And when you work at a grocery store, you see some amusing things. And the produce department of a grocery store can be kind of a funny place sometimes. Because you know what it's like. You go into the produce department and you don't just grab the first apples you see like some Philistine, do you? No. You want the good ones. So you pick up the fruit, look it over. Okay, is this one? Yes, we'll take this one. We'll take this one. Man, when it's melon season, stuff gets real amusing. Yeah, you've been that person. Pick it up. Maybe shake it and listen to it. Thump on it a bit. Okay, this one will do. I mean, you know, you you get folks in there just, you know, they will sit there and contemplate the cantaloupe. You get it home, you cut open a watermelon, it's 90% rind. Drap! <laughs> it's not always easy to tell how good something is. I mean, you ever bought a used car, you know what that's like as well. Might look great. Transmission might be full of sawdust, but it looks great. That's why Jesus cautions his followers about judging. Because it might, things can look good, but have real problems underneath. Or could look a little odd, but yet be just fine. You know, kind of like Chuck. But <laughs> Love you, Chuck. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not easy to tell from the outside, is it? So a lot of times people will throw around that phrase of Jesus, do not judge. Don't judge. And if a Christian tries to say something, oh, no, 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 Jesus says don't judge. But Jesus does point out how his followers can develop an informed opinion. Over the coming months, we're going to be looking at Jesus' parables, his teachings, out of the book of Luke. And the first one we look at comes just a few verses after Luke records Jesus talking about don't judge. We find this parable. It's a pretty easy parable, pretty quick one. It says this, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. We learn that do not judge doesn't mean hold no opinion about anything. That's kind of sometimes how people want to use that. Well, you're not supposed to think anything about this because Jesus says don't judge. Or they try to justify their own poor behavior. And, well, don't judge means any kind of behavior is just fine. Folks, that's not true. Because Jesus went from saying, do not judge, right into this stuff. It's a reference to judging someone's value and standing before God. You know, we can't tell that. It's a warning against judging in a hypocritical fashion like the Pharisees did. And there's a couple areas where this parable guides us as we follow Jesus. How it helps us sort things out. It's a simple parable. But it helps us. First thing it shows us, that helps us with, it helps us when we, in inspecting their fruit. 
Jesus talks of gardening here. I'm not much of a gardener, but I get it. His people would have understood this. Even if you don't understand, even if you don't run an orchard, you understand his point. A good tree, let's say you've got an apple tree at home. It's a healthy tree. It's in nicely watered soil, good soil. There's no pests. It's it's healthy. It's in good shape. What do you think you're going to get from it? Good apples, maybe? Yeah, that's what we'd expect. A healthy tree, a good tree, is going to bear healthy, high-quality fruit. But let's say you've got another apple tree, and it's in another part of your yard, and it's dry over there, it's nasty, it's where all the bugs are. The bumpuses hounds like to use that tree. It's a little rotten on the inside. What are you going to get off of that tree? Probably not good apples. Not, Not making a pie off of what's coming from that tree, are you? And what's more, you always get a certain fruit from a certain tree, right? If you went out to that good apple tree and there's oranges on it, something has gone wrong. There is a glitch in the matrix today. Apple trees don't bear oranges. They don't bear grapes. They bear apples. Jesus' point here, what's in the heart will come out. Our speech and our actions bear out what's inside. And we can't see the heart of a person. I mean, most of the time, hopefully not. It's hidden from our view. We have no way of knowing if that kindly Christian is genuine or if she's an axe murderer looking for an opportunity. Some of y'all could be sitting there laughing along to each other. This is fun. Preach got a good one today. Or maybe you're thinking, this is Yahoo. Wish you'd get to something useful. Tired of listening to this moron. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, you could be like Chuck. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You you could have either of those things going through your head, and I'm never going to know the difference. Because we can't see the heart. We don't know what's in somebody's mind. So that's why Jesus says, you got to be careful judging. You know, don't just jump to a conclusion. Don't judge. You can't tell what that is. But then he says, look at what they do. When we're working with someone, we have to ask the question, what is their fruit? Tim talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Kind of funny how that worked out, isn't it, Tim? You know, that passage is not next to this one in the Bible, but when you have that one in your mind and you start looking at this, it starts to come up. What's the the fruit? If we belong to Christ, if his spirit is working in us, you know, if we're going to start showing fruit, actions of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, so on. You know, we may be ready to judge based on appearances or background or any of a thousand different criteria. You know, we live here in St. Louis. A number of you, I think, grew up around here. You know, what used to be the question that got asked if you met somebody from around here? Uh-huh, yeah, what high school did you go to? That doesn't mean as much nowadays, does it? The, the area's gotten bigger. I went to Francis Isle North. Yeah, not really turning any, you know, making much of a thing for you, is it? 
You know, you know, that question was a bigger deal 40, 50 years ago where, you know, in the city, you know, if you, if you went to Mary Institute Country Day, you probably were of a different social group than people who went to public school, weren't you? Or if you went to a school in the city, you would be of a different background than people that went to the county. By asking that question, you know, that's always kind of been how St. Louis folks sorted. Doesn't mean as much now, but it meant something. Or we might talk to people, what do you do for a living? You know, sometimes we'll ask that. Really, we're just looking for common ground, but sometimes, depending on the answer, it might tell you something. It's, I tell you, sometimes it's, I'll be talking to them, what do you do for a living? I'm a preacher, and I can just see their, their behavior you know, and I, I, and I don't necessarily mean in a good way. I mean, you know, just all of a sudden a wall goes up. It's kind of hard for me to work with folks. So I tell you, people, if you're trying, if you're thinking, well, we have a preacher, I don't have to tell people about Jesus, you are going to get way, clo- way farther with them telling them about Jesus than I'm ever going to. They're expecting it from me. You can sneak it in. With me, their shields are up. We've got all these ideas, all these things that we can judge people on. But Jesus says, look, rather than jump to conclusions, rather than look at what they look like, rather than judge them based on what they do, what are they doing? What's the results of their actions? We've all probably met people that claim great motives. Yeah, they, oh, you know, nobody's ever the bad guy in their own mind, are they? You know, nobody ever is like, what are you in life? I'm the bad guy. We're never the villain, not in our own story. But how do, the, how do our actions bear out? Because I've seen folks, they will spin a great tale. They'll be, even be convincing, and it can sound like they're on the side of righteousness and light, but you look at what they're doing, and behind them is destroyed people, torn relationships, weaker believers. You start inspecting the fruit, it sounds like the gardener's doing the work. But the fruit is nothing you'd ever find for sale. This is the nasty stuff. If we see that, maybe we ought to be suspicious. Not that we can say for sure, well, this person's pretty lousy, but we can say, you know, this doesn't bear out. Maybe this is not somebody we want to listen to. If you wonder about somebody, start checking fruit. Because the fruit of their actions will show the contents of the heart. Yeah, we can't see what's going on inside here. We can't tell what this is like, but we can see what the hands are up to. And there we find a clue. So we kind of want to hold off on a judgment until we can tell. You know, as Jesus says, hey, don't judge. He's saying, okay, don't jump to conclusions. Don't just automatically assume you know about people. Because back in that day, you had the Pharisees, and they kind of went around their noses in the air. (laughs) Shepherds. Look at the sorts that Jesus is hanging out with. But then you start looking at what the Pharisees were doing. Man, they're kind of a rotten bunch. Driving people further away from God, plotting murder. You know, that's not something we ought to be doing. 
Remember, we're not cardiologists. We are fruit inspectors. It's not that we never judge. It's that we're slow to judge. That we're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on here? We have to leave the heart for the one who can see the heart. We look at what we can see. And if we see somebody and what they're up to just doesn't quite look good. You know, this person seems to be drawing people further away from Christ. This person's not evidencing the gifts of the Spirit. They say they're doing right, but instead of being filled with love and joy and peace, it's trouble and dissension and division that they bring. Yeah, maybe this is not the people we should follow. But here's the thing, though. This, this parable, it's a pretty simple parable. And we look at that and we're like, okay, that tells us something. But here's the thing. It's not just about inspecting their fruit. It's also about inspecting our fruit. You see, this isn't just an instruction. It's a warning. Because we need to start thinking about what kind of fruit we're putting out there. Right before this. He says, don't judge. But then he starts talking about a dude with a log in his eye. Now, there's a lot of things that make up comedy. Some things may be funnier to you than others. I don't know about you all. I got kind of a weird sense of humor. I tend to laugh at things that a lot of people are like, now wait a minute. Back then... The, the height of humor would have been exaggeration, hyperbole. And so the image of a guy coming up to you and saying, hey, you got a little eyelash here, let me help you get that out. And he's got this log sticking out of his own eyeball. That would have killed him. Whoa! You know, I, this is why people flock to Jesus. He, he was a humorous guy. This, this is humor. This is funny. We look at it like, oh, okay. Well, humor doesn't always translate across cultures. doesn't always work in the, in the written word when it works in, in, in person. But trust me, that would have been funny. Everybody's sitting there thinking, yeah, Phil, we know you think you know what's funny. But here's Jesus. He's telling that, giving us that image because he's saying, you know, you deal with your own big problems before you help others. You don't just launch out there saying, hey, you got a problem, let me help you fix it. When you got a big, not just the same problem, but you got it worse. It's a warning against hypocrisy. So that, when, we, when it folds into this parable, friends, this isn't just a, about inspecting the fruit from others. It means inspecting our own. We know what our actions and our speech are, don't we? I mean, better than anybody else, as long as you are not some committed sociopath, you know what you're up to. Now, we never think we're bad people. Well, that's just an error. That's just a mistake. It's, I, I really mean well. What's the result? If we're inspecting fruit, we ought to have a hard look at our own fruit. 
He's just spoken of hypocrisy. It's not a matter of never making judgments, but examining yourself first. And we may need to do some growing in Christ and be transformed by the Spirit in order for our judgments to be worthwhile. You know, there's some things that we're really not qualified to judge. You know, somebody took me and said, Phil, I want you to examine the quality of these welds. All I can tell you is is if it looks pretty. I don't know if it's any good. I'm not a welder. I'm not qualified to judge. I'd have to learn a lot in order to start judging that, wouldn't I? Folks, there's a lot of things in life most of us know absolutely nothing about. The scary thing is we don't necessarily know we don't know anything about it. A friend of mine once said, there's guys who know and they know that they know, you let them do it. There's ones who don't know and they know that they don't know. You teach them. Or there's the ones that know, but they don't know that they know. You encourage them. Then there's the ones who don't know and they don't know that they don't know. They're idiots. Stay away from them. Jesus is trying to get us to realize We may not know. We might need to grow, to develop, to have the Spirit working on us before we're really qualified here. And we can tell that by looking at our own fruit and being honest about it because our own fruit will indicate our own hearts. Yeah, we might fool ourselves about our our motivations. Well, I just mean well. I'm just trying to do well. But our actions speak to the truth, to others and to ourselves. I mean, others can see the truth even if we can't. So a call to examine fruit isn't just a call to look at that which comes from others. Yes, that's needed. Yes, it's important. But it's also a reminder we ourselves are not, fa- are not infallible. We are also tainted by sin. We are also liable to have sin rot us from the inside out. You know, it's not always easy to see at first. Is it if something's gone bad? You ever have a tree die on you at home? You probably didn't notice it at first. I had to have a big old pine tree pulled out this spring. You know, when we moved in, it was a decent-sized pine tree. That thing, over the years we've been there, it's grown. I mean, that trunk was about this big around. It was a big stinker. And back in about April, I realized... This is not the time of year for pine trees to be turning brown and dropping needles. That's October. In spring, this thing ought to be lush, it ought to be green, it ought to look beautiful, and it doesn't. Had some guys come out and had a look at it. Yep, tree's dead. I couldn't tell. Not at first. I had to wait and see what developed. And like that, if you have trees on your own property, you might not know that the rot is developing right in the core. Friends, sometimes we can have that going on inside us. Satan loves nothing more than to encourage that. If we are to judge rightly, friends, it must begin with ourselves. That's what Jesus is getting at. 
Following Jesus may require we examine the fruit of others. We've got to do that from time to time. You know, when we get to the time of year, you know, that we've just come through, we just finished our congregational meeting, we start talking about deacons, elders, that type of thing. You know, in our meetings, we start examining fruit. We got to do that sometimes. It has to happen. But it also requires that we examine our own fruit. When we look at ourselves, say, look, am I the type of person? Where do I need to improve? Because Jesus, he's not telling his followers to draw no conclusions or make no judgments. He is warning his followers to be cautious about it. Don't just jump to conclusions about somebody. We have to be able to tell good from evil. We need to be able to draw lines between that which is good and that which isn't. I mean, we live lives here in this world. We, we've got to be able to tell the difference in our own behavior. So when Jesus said, don't judge, it's obviously not a complete blanket, 100% prohibition on ever making a value judgment. He's saying you can't just look at somebody and know. God can, we can't. All we can do is judge fruit. And even then, we still have to admit, look, God still loves this person. They may not be doing what they ought to be doing, but God still loves them. They still have value to him. Jesus is showing us how we can do this properly. He's telling us to be a good fruit inspector. If we're going to inspect this fruit, friends, we've got to start by being humble. To recognize there's things we cannot see. Facts we cannot take into consideration because we cannot know them. I don't know what goes on with any of you in your minds. I don't know what happens in your house when that door closes. Could be anything. And it's the same with me, friends. You don't know what's happening in here. Each of us, we have our own issues, we have our own problems, we are are each of us fallen and sinful. So we have to start off from a standpoint of humility to say, look, none of us is perfect. Every last one of us is a sinner saved by grace. We didn't deserve it, God did it anyway, praise be to Jesus. So we have to admit, number one, hey, none of us perfect. And then we got to be aware What we can see, we should see. We examine cautiously. Don't jump to conclusions. Consider that which is open to us. How is the fruit? You know, what's it look like? What are the results of somebody's actions? Do we have somebody building up? Do we have somebody tearing down? Do we have somebody trying to act righteously? Or somebody just doing whatever? And with all that comes a warning that we need to be genuine. We got to make sure our fruit's good, friends. Or is our fruit reflecting that fruit of the Spirit? Turn that inspection on ourselves. Are our deeds matching what we hope is inside? Yeah. When we come to Him, we are redeemed children of God. But maybe not fully all the time. It doesn't happen in a heartbeat, friends. It happens over a lifetime. 
There's so much work to be done. And when we examine our fruit, we see where that work is. And we see where we need to do a little bit of gardening. Yes, as we follow Jesus, we do need to judge rightly. Jesus is warning us here. This is serious stuff. And it's not simple stuff. It's an easy parable, but it requires some introspection. It requires asking some hard questions of ourselves. What's a fruit look like? You can remind yourself of this every time you go to the store. Every time you walk in there, you walk past the produce, might be a good time to say, hey, how have I been doing? Friends, Jesus wants us to bear good fruit. We can help each other. But it's going to start here. Stand with me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for what you do for us. We praise you that you have redeemed us, that you have made us your children, that you've forgiven us our sin. Lord, help us to become more like you. Help our fruit to be what it should be, that we are putting forth these fruits of the Spirit. Lord, give us wisdom that as we consider others, as we look at things, that we judge rightly. Father, help us to be like your son, Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen.